0: Welcome to PCA let's worship our God amen hallelujah the God of creation took our place the God of redemption opened the way the day you gave your life seemed to fail do Became sin. The God of salvation changed everything. The day, the day you gave your life seemed a failure in our eyes. But the stone it rolled up. A bird in prison I dwell. No freedom from my sorrow I felt. But Jesus came and listened to me. Glory to God, He set me free. He set me free, yes, He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see you got your holy name lord thank you lord we thank you for the cross lord years i spent in vanity and pride caring not my lord was crucified knowing not it was for me
1: In this place, Lord. Come do your work in us, Lord. Come do your work in this city. Come do your work in this city and in this nation. We need you, Lord.
0: We've seen what you can do. Oh, God of wonders, your power has no end. The things you've done before In greater measure You will do again Because there's no prison Wall you can't break through No mountain you can't move All things are possible There's no broken Body you can't raise No soul that you can't save All things are possible The darkest night You can light it up You can light it up Oh God of revival Let hope arise Death is overcome You've already won, oh God, revival. You rose in victory, and now you're seated forever on the throne. So why should my heart fear what you've wall you can't burn. revival pour it out pour it out every stronghold will crumble Hear the chains hit the ground oh god of revival pour it out pour it out come awaken your people come awaken this sin. Stronger will crumble Hear the chains
1: and so good. You satisfy the longing soul. You fill the hungry soul with goodness. I pray that you will just touch souls tonight as we are loving on you, God. We want to touch your heart, Lord.
0: I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me in all my days. I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God All my life you You have been faithful. faithful So, so good With every breath that I am able how oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God I love your voice You have led me through the fire In darkest nights, you are close like no other. I've known you you as a father. father. I've known known you you as as a friend, friend. and I have lived. so so good with every breath that i am able surrender now, I give you every day. Your goodness is running after, it's running your goodness is running after, your goodness is running after, it's running after me, hallelujah, Lord. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender. running after me and all my life you have been faithful yes you have all my life you You have been been so so good with every Oh, my.
1: for all that you have done for every person in this room lord i just believe you're going to do some great and mighty things in our lives tonight i pray that you'll speak to us lord holy spirit we need you here we need your anointing we need your um fresh anointing we need your presence and we're so grateful that you're here with us touch every heart lord we bless you we praise you and we thank you lord in jesus name amen give Him another shout Clap to Him. Hallelujah. We
0: bless your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
2: Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Wow, I needed that. If anything, it was just for me. Have you ever had one of those weeks was just hellacious? pressed at every side. It's been that way. But you know, the Lord is so faithful. He is so faithful. He's never failed. He's never failed. He's so good. Good to me. Good to you. What a great Father. What a great Father. Well, now's the time that we continue our praise and worship through giving. If you are here in the auditorium, there's a card in front of you that explains all the ways that you can give. And if you're watching on live stream, they're putting it up on the screen right now. So there's no excuse. There's lots and lots of ways that you can give. Please, please make yourself available of one of those ways. Please get the app. The app is not just for giving. The app is keeping up with all the things that we're doing and our church is moving forward and we are doing lots and lots of things. So you need to be involved and you need to know about it. So get the app. A Couple of other announcements we need lots and lots of candy. We need more candy than you can possibly think. Amen. We are doing trunk-or-treat for our community this Sunday night, so Saturday nights. why I need the app. This Saturday night. So please, 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 if you can't go and buy some candy, if you will just write a check and put candy on the bottom or out in the uh, TV land, if you will just go online and give candy and put, gift for the candy and put it on there. Anyway, give. We need candy. Bring the candy. Also, we need people to volunteer to come and participate in our Trunk or Treat. It's very simple. Just come and drive your vehicle up here and park it, and we will help you figure out what we need you to do. It doesn't take long. It's not hard, and it reaches our community. And believe you me, they are hungry for a church to reach out to them, and we need to be that church. So please, if you haven't already signed up, please sign up in the foyer to do something during Trunk or Treat. It's only from... 5.30 5.30 to 7, 5 to 7, it's from 5 to 7, so not too long. So be sure you get involved with that, please. Well, that's all the commercials. God's so good. And if like me, you've had those kind of weeks and He's been faithful, then this is the time that we are faithful to Him. He tells us that if we give, we will be given back to, you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And as we give, so He will measure it out to us. So if you are not receiving a lot, Look in the mirror. Are you giving a lot? I'm just saying. Gentlemen, if you'll come. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house on your day. And we thank you, Father, for all your blessings and your mercies, God. We thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. You have never failed. And, Lord, I pray that you would bless and anoint this offering, God. God. That you would give back to the giver, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Anoint it, Father, that it may be used in every area that you would have it to be used, God. Help us to be the church that you would have us to be, God. To reach out to our community and be your hand extended. Father, I pray that you'd anoint every part of the service tonight. Bless Pastor Karen, God. Minister to her and through her. Touch every heart, mind, and soul to receive your word, Father, that you may be glorified in all things. We'll be so very careful to give you all the praise and the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen
1: amen 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 wow it's great to see everybody here tonight yay you brave souls of course you probably did not know that i was speaking most of you (laughs) Ah, i'm so glad you're here i'm i've been looking forward to speaking to you tonight and i really just want to thank the brave pastor bardwell who allows this to happen (laughs) he's a brave 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 soul and I'm very grateful, Pastor. Thank you. I know I have a lot to learn, and he is letting me learn on you guys, so you're welcome. Um, let's just pray, and then we'll jump right in. Heavenly Father, I bless your name. I thank you, God. You are so beautiful and awesome, and I thank you for all these people here. Lord, I pray that um, you will speak through me. Um, that I will glorify you, and I won't say anything that I'm not supposed to. Um, Just help us to learn and draw closer to you tonight, Lord, and remind us of some things that we've forgotten. I love you, Father, in Jesus' holy name, amen. All right, so we're going to dive in here. Um, We're going to, first thing, look at a scripture, Mark 12, 29 through 31. And here's what that says. So there was a teacher in the law, and he, he asked Jesus, of all the commandments, which is the most important? And Jesus said the most important one, Jesus answered, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So in order to obey these two most important commandments, I think it's very important for us to live with our heart wide open to whatever God wants, to be available for whatever he wants. And God gives us many, many opportunities to love our neighbor. Some of those neighbors aren't very lovable, (laughs) but he still wants us to love them anyway, just in case you didn't know that. As God's representatives with our hearts wide open, we should be watching for a neighbor to bless or to help. Maybe it's somebody who needs to hear about Jesus. Proverbs 1130 says, he or she who wins souls is wise. And then, of course, in Matthew 28 is the Great Commission where we are told to go and make disciples of all nations. And that's not just a suggestion. If we belong to Jesus, we're supposed to be doing that. So there also may be people who need practical help. And Jesus is pretty serious about this, too, in Matthew 25. He's talking about God's children, and he said, I was hungry, thirsty, I was a stranger, I was naked, I was sick, I was in prison, and you helped me. And they said, when did we do that? And he said, when you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. And then he also said, on the flip side, to the unrighteous, he said... Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. You did nothing for the least of these, therefore you did nothing for me. So God is pretty, uh, he thinks this is really important. So we we need to pay attention to that. So I think it would really be good for us to all remember when we get out of bed in the morning that we are entering our mission field. We need to be reminded of that because I forget when I'm out and about. And so when you leave today, there are going to be a couple of ladies with this, and you can put this on your phone or your coffee pot or your refrigerator, wherever you look first in the morning, to remind you that you are entering your mission field and so that we'll start the day right. So your usual mission field, it might be your children. It might be a spouse, a family, your coworkers. But it doesn't just end there. Um, God wants us to be his representatives wherever we go. And so, you know, we make plans. We schedule our lives. But God often will put unexpected missions right in our path. And he tests me. He tests you. So, is your heart wide open? Is it closed or is it somewhere maybe in between? And I'm not talking about do you know Jesus or not. You know, either you're saved or you're not. But is your heart wide open to whatever God's God wants? Or is it maybe sometimes open to it? But maybe, nah, that's a little too much. That's what I mean by is it somewhere in between. Proverbs 16.9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And that is true. So um, I'm going to tell you some stories today about how I had plans and then what God did, right? <laughs> so I'm going to talk about... Uh, the parable of the Good Samaritan. I'm sure most, if not all of you, have heard of it, but we're going to talk about it tonight. There was an expert in the law. He wanted to test Jesus. And so he asked, What do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And so Jesus said, What does the law say? You're the expert. You tell me. And so he said, Well, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, You do that, you'll, you'll live. So, the uh, the expert then said, just to be clear, who's my neighbor? And so, Jesus told him there was the, the Good Samaritan story. There was a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he was attacked by robbers, and they stripped him naked, and they beat him, and they left him for dead. And a priest came by, saw the man, and he said, hmm, that looks like too much trouble. <laughs> Then a Levite came by, saw the bloody, beaten man. He walked around as well. So as priests and as Levites, they should have known God's word. Definitely the priests should know God's word. They should hopefully love the Lord and love people. They should hopefully want to help people, right? Um, And according to the Bible, those of us who belong to Jesus... We are royal priesthood, so that includes us, too. We should know the Bible, so if you don't, be working on that every day. We should love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we should love other people, and we should want to help them. So what might have been the reason, maybe, that these priests passed by? Um, maybe their heart was not completely closed, but maybe it wasn't totally open. Maybe they had an unavailable heart. For many reasons, that could happen. Maybe they were distracted. Maybe they were—they um, didn't notice how serious the situation was. Um, I often am not real observant unless the Holy Spirit pounds me on the head. <laughs> Ask pastor. He'll say, did you see that? And I'm like, no, I did not. And I had walked right by it right? Um, So I'm not always that observant, but the Holy Spirit sometimes will speak to me really strongly and get my attention. Um, These people might have been in a hurry. Maybe they were headed to temple and they had a hundred or 3,000, I don't know how many people waiting on them. And so they're like, hmm, one person versus all those people. Maybe I better get to my appointment. You know, maybe they were kind of conflicted, wondering what is my priority here? Maybe that's why they didn't stop hurried or overscheduled. Any of y'all ever feel hurried or overscheduled? Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Me too. So um, maybe that was the issue. And they didn't have cell phones, so they couldn't call and say, I'm going to be late. So, or potentially, you know, this hopefully wasn't the case, but maybe they were just uncaring. Maybe it looked like way too much trouble. Maybe it was overwhelming. And they're like, I can't help that person. That's just too much. Okay, so back to the the Good Samaritan story. So a Samaritan then walked by after these priests passed by. He saw the man. He stopped and helped him. He bandaged him. He took care of him. He put him on his donkey. He took him to an inn, took care of him overnight. And then he told the innkeeper, here's some money. Take care of him while I'm gone. When I get back, if I owe you any more money, you let me know. So he, this, the good Samaritan had a heart wide open. He was watching, and who knows how busy he was, but he stopped and did something about it. He was watching, he was willing, he was available. He made room or time in his schedule. And even if it was a lot of trouble, he still helped. He was very generous with his time, with his care, with medical attention, with his resources, with his money. So... The story continues. Jesus asked the expert, so which one of these people was the neighbor to that victim? And the expert said, well, it was the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. So I just want to encourage everyone to have a heart wide open, to really be listening for the Holy Spirit. And uh, try not to be so hurried and so overbooked that you don't have time to do that. Uh, I'm encouraging myself to do that because I know I've been guilty. And I'm going to tell you some stories. <laughs> I'm going to tell stories on myself. So this is True Confessions by Pastor Karen. And I'm going to tell the first story is uh, I will be the don't example. I, this first story was an epic failure. God put a divine interruption in my path. And I had a very poor response to it. And I got a big old fat F on my paper that day. I totally failed. And then the second one will be a win. It was a divine interruption, an obedient response, and I passed the test that day. And so these two stories are really ingrained in my brain. The first one was probably 11 or 12 years ago at least. And we were living, this one's called Search and Rescue, and we were living in Branson on staff. Brian was on staff at Tri Lakes Church and um, I like to write songs when I have time. I really like to write songs. And so I had written a song called Search and Rescue. And it, we, our church was the old Mel Tillis Theater in Branson, if you know where that is. It was a fun place to have church. And Mel had built a state-of-the-art um, recording studio in there. And, of course, we had musicians from the Presleys that were on our praise team. And so they would come and record things in there sometimes. And so they helped me record this song. And so this week, I had just recorded this song called Search and Rescue, and of course, it's talking about going out, finding the lost, and rescuing them, telling them about Jesus. And part of the verse, part of one of the verses talked, uh, kind of in veiled words, about a prostitute. That's very important. Okay, so this had just happened a few days later. Brian and I drove from Branson to Oklahoma City. We were meeting some friends, and uh, we were going to go to this Christian concert. The girls were. The guys were going to go see a movie later. But first, we were going to go eat. So all of us, we went to our hotel to check in, which I had booked online. How many of you know that things online aren't true always? When you get there, the picture didn't quite tell you the whole story. The word seedy comes to mind as we drove up to this hotel, and um, I didn't know these things. Again, I'm not the observant one, and I'm really not that worldly, although I know a lot more now than I care to. <laughs> but there were several things going on in the parking lot. My husband and, and our friends told me that sinful things were about to happen, and that's this was the sign for this, and this was a sign for that. And right between where we were going to walk to go check in was a beautiful young woman who was about to sell her body to someone. And um, so they told me that and I'm just like, oh my word. (laughs) And so but we had a schedule. And I will cry tonight. That's just all there is to it. We had a schedule. So we were going to check in and then we were going to go to Ted's Cafe Escondido. Any fans? And then us girls were going to go to Um, the Oklahoma district tabernacle and hear the Martins sing. And the guys were going to go do something and then go to a late movie. So we went and we checked out a room and it was not good. And so we went back and said, we're not going to stay here. And by the way, here's all this stuff happening out in your parking lot. You might want to know about. And so they said, "Well, well, we'll call the police, which they did. So then we left, went to eat I walked right past that girl. I walked right past that girl. I had just written a song. I had just recorded a song about searching and rescuing that girl. And I walked right by her because I had a schedule to keep. I didn't even think about stopping to talk to her. We went to dinner. We enjoyed our dinner. Carrie and I went to the Martins. And we were just loving it, but the Holy Spirit started talking to me. You should have stopped. You just wrote that song. How could you not stop and talk to her and tell her about Jesus? You could be the only one who was going to talk to her. And I put her right in front of you. You walked past her twice without even thinking. And so then the Martins sang this song. Have you ever heard somebody like me? Here's how it goes. The verse talks about an old drunk stumbles into a church during Amazing Grace. And he felt the judgment from all the Christians. And basically, they ignored him. They avoided him. They didn't want a part of his problems. He was too much trouble. And the chorus says, you'd think somebody would put their arm around him. You'd think somebody would hit a knee. You'd think somebody would practice what they're preaching or singing or writing a song about. Well, I wonder who that somebody could be. Maybe somebody like me. I started bawling. I was so thankful the music was so loud. I like it loud anyway, but I was so thankful the music was loud because I was weeping out loud and I was holding back sobs and I whispered where I probably had to kind of talk into her ear, but I talked to my friend and I said, I have got to go back and try to find that girl and find her and talk to her about Jesus, there may not be any chance of doing it, but I've got to go back. It was across town on the south side of town. It wasn't the worst part of town because I've been there with the caring people, but it wasn't a great part of town either. And so she said, I'll go with you. I said, we can't tell Brian because he will not let me go. And I have got to do this. Of course, we weren't even going to see them until after the late movie, so... But anyway, <clears throat> so she said, the first thing we've got to do, though, after this concert, we've got to go pick up my daughter, Cassidy, who was, a lot of you know Cassidy. She, at the time, was about 11, and so we went and picked up Cassidy, and we're headed to, back to the hotel, and Carrie said, I want you to tell Cassidy what we're doing and why we're doing it, and so I told her. I just wrote a song called Search and Rescue. It's about rescuing the lost. It talked about a prostitute. I just walked by one twice, didn't, talk, didn't even think about talking to her. I might have been her only chance to hear about Jesus, and I've got to go see if I can find her. And so we got to the hotel, and... Um, Of course, I was crying when I was talking. to. You can tell it's 10, 12 years later, and I still can't talk about it without crying. But um, we got there, and of course, all the people who had been out in the parking lot were gone, including that girl. And police cars were circling the hotel. So, um, you know, at that point, um, I turned around, and I noticed across the street was a gentleman's club. By the way, that's a really bad name for that. Gentlemen, do not go to that place. Um, But anyway, she said, uh, hey, maybe she's in there. You want to go in there and see if you can find her? I said, Brian would kill me. (laughs) I don't think so. But um, anyway, I've never gotten to talk to her, you know, but I've thought of her often. And I always pray that God sends somebody else. That hopefully she's living a life for Jesus now. But that was my epic fail. And not that I've not messed up other times and probably walked by people, but that one really changed my view on things and made me bolder to want to go up and talk to people about Jesus because we have so much. We're going to have heaven someday, but even on this earth, we have so much in Jesus. We need to be sharing it. Okay, let's go on to the win. This one is about a, a beautiful Hispanic girl named Esperanza. This one happened in 2018. From February 2017, some of you already know this, but from February 2017 to February 2020, I worked for the Caring People Ministry for Single Moms, and I pioneered bringing care groups from this ministry to Oklahoma. The very first one in the state, right here, Ponca City. Yeah, and some of the moms are still coming, and they're, they're here tonight. Um, Lizzie was there the first night, She's probably thanking me for pointing her out. But anyway, um, I was on a trip to Oklahoma City. I traveled a lot. I was on a trip to Oklahoma City. I spent about three days there. And I had scheduled my path. I had scheduled several churches, several women and leaders that I was going to meet with and tell them all about the caring people and, and hopefully get them to open groups for single moms. And then in between those meetings, I was traveling through Oklahoma City from meeting to meeting, and I would always give myself some cushion. I hate to be late. (laughs) And so as I'm driving through Oklahoma City, I'm looking for churches to stop at. And I'm saying, Holy Spirit, guide me. Take me to the fruitful places. I want to get to a place where they're going to open groups for single moms because single moms need love. And there are a lot of single moms who don't know Jesus. And so that, that was my prayer. I thought God was taking me to churches to start care groups. But God had a different plan. On this day, God gave me a test. Karen, is your heart wide open? That's what he was asking on that day. Is your heart wide open? Are you really wanting to do what I want you to do? If I throw something in your way, are you going to do it? He threw a beautiful roadblock in my way that day. I had about an hour until my appointment in Choctaw at the Harmony Christian Church. I was 30 minutes from the church. I always try to get into the place at least 15 minutes or 30 minutes early because I was traveling pretty good distances a lot of the time, but I needed a restroom break. So I'm driving on I-240 going east towards Choctaw, and I'm looking for a good place off the highway to stop, and I see Lowe's, and I'm like, yay. So I exited on Santa Fe. And then I saw Walmart, and I'm like, yay, because I give Walmart money every week. And so I do not feel guilty if I need to go in there just to use the facilities, because they get plenty of my money. And so, you know, if I go to a gas station, I always feel like I have to buy something. My mom and dad taught me that. You just don't go in there and not buy something. And so, (laughs) but Walmart, so if you looked at my bank account, you would know. They get plenty. So, So I switched gears, and then I went to Walmart. I went into the ladies' room. I saw this beautiful Hispanic girl standing next to the counter. I went and did my business and I came back out to wash my hands and she was still standing there. Now the counter's behind her. She's kind of over in the corner and she's leaning up back against the counter. She has a small overnight bag at her feet and she's standing like this and her face is just like tortured. And I said... Can I help you? Can I pray with you about something?" She began to cry, and then it all came flooding out (laughs) in a very, very um, Spanish accent. So it was a little bit hard for me to understand, but I got the gist of it. She had just turned 18 that week. She had told her mom she thought she was pregnant, and her mom the day before had kicked her out of the house. And so she didn't know where to go. Her mom told her, you have to get an abortion. She's crying, she's like, I don't wanna get an abortion. But she was also conflicted. She said, I, I can't even take care of myself. How can I take care of a baby? I mean, she just was tortured. I asked her her name, she said it was Esperanza. I said, where, did, where were you last night? She said, well, I met this guy He asked me to smoke something, I did, and I don't remember what happened after that, but I know it wasn't good. She told me then that the guy had just dropped her off at Walmart that morning, and so I don't know how long she had been standing there in that bathroom, desperate, alone, shaming herself, not knowing what to do, where to go, who's gonna help me. My prayer that day had been, Holy Spirit, guide my steps. Take me to the fruitful places. God wanted to find out that day if I was a fruitful place. Would I obey him? Would I do something about this? If I would love him, if I would love this beautiful lost soul. I thought I was going to churches to open care groups for single moms. I thought I was just stopping for a restroom break. But God was sending me an unscheduled divine appointment, a priceless but desperate young woman. As Ephesians 2.10 put it, Esperanza was a good work God had prepared in advance for me to do. God sent me from Ponca City Two hours away to Oklahoma City, to Walmart at I-240 in Santa Fe, to the bathroom and only to the bathroom to an unscheduled divine appointment. Don't tell me God's not watching. Don't tell me God doesn't care about every person. I checked my watch. It was 12.45. My appointment was at 1.30. I was 30 minutes away. And I'm thinking, how in the world can I help this girl and still get to my appointment? Because I don't go to appointments late. I don't. If at all possible, I don't. My thoughts were just running wild. I can't be late for my meeting. I have no clue what to do for Esperanza. This is all too much. But I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, you got to do something. And so... The Holy Spirit reminded me that this girl's life is more important than my meeting. Her soul was probably weighing in the balance. And I had to decide right then, is my heart wide open right now? Am I going to do what the Lord asked me to do? I began praying, mostly silently, but not completely. (laughs) I said out loud, Lord, who can I call? Who can help Esperanza? The Lord brought to my memory Hope Pregnancy Centers. As part of my work with the caring people, I would go to some of their monthly nonprofit meetings in Oklahoma City to tell all these other groups about what we do, hear about what they do so that I would know how to help single moms even better. And the last one that had been just a couple of weeks before was one of the Hope Pregnancy Centers. And they were, they were run by the Baptists. And I'm telling you, I was so impressed with this place. And I had also, besides touring the facility and learning what they did, I also heard about several different homes that the Baptists have for people who are in need. And they've got, I mean, they're rocking and rolling that. I mean, it's awesome. And so I called a Hope Pregnancy Center, and um, they told me about Grace Home, and that is for first-time pregnant women 18 to 33. And she just barely fit that. I was instructed to bring Esperanza to the South Hope Pregnancy Center. They would test her to determine whether if she was, you know, is she pregnant or not. And then depending on whether she was pregnant or not, then they would decide which home she would go to. I asked Esperanza if she was willing to go. I told her, I've met these people. They are amazing Christian people. They are going to love on you. They're going to take good care of you. But Esperanza really did not know me. She had known me all of maybe 15 minutes. For all she knew, I was a very seemingly sweet serial killer. I mean, you know, and I'm asking her to get in a van with me. (laughs) That doesn't seem suspect at all. (laughs) She finally said yes. But I had a conflicted heart because I'm like, I'm going to be late to my appointment. What do I do? Praise the Lord for cell phones. I called the pastor at the church that I was going to meet with and And told him about it, and he's like, I get it. I'll be here all afternoon. You take as long as you need. I'll be here. So then that freed me up to have a heart wide open. (laughs) I knew I could do this thing. And so I drove Esperanza to Hope, and and as we went, she told me even more. um, How her dad and mom had raised her in church until she was 10, and at age 10, they stopped going to church. And then at age 14, her dad went to prison. And she said, I can't understand how my family fell apart. And I can tell you the core of that was walking away from being close to the Lord. So don't ever do that because it doesn't go well. She had been into drugs and cutting herself. You know, she really didn't love herself very much. I got to assure her that Jesus loves her and that she's priceless to him and that God sent me her to her specifically to help her. And I told her all the steps that he took me through. This was not a coincidence. God, I had a plan. God directed my steps elsewhere. I encouraged her to give her heart to Jesus, um, that she's worth more than she knows, and then to never, ever, ever let guys take advantage of her anymore. I mean, we had a pretty good long conversation. Once I got her to Hope Pregnancy Center, they took her behind closed doors. And because of privacy, I have no clue what happened to Esperanza. She never calls. She never writes. I did give her my business card, (laughs) but she didn't get back with me. But that's okay. Um, When I think of her, I, I pray that she's living a new life, that she knows Jesus, or if not, that God will keep sending people to her so that she will get to the life God has for her. In the middle of my Esperanza adventure, while I was asking the Lord to guide me and tell me what I should do, he reminded me of an experiment I had just recently read about called the Good Samaritan Experiment. Two psychologists, this was a long time ago, two psychologists, they gathered up 40 seminary students, so that's people who are going to be preachers, right? And they, they took each one to individual sessions and they said, you know, they told them different things. You're going to talk about the Good Samaritan. Half of them were going to talk about the Good Samaritan. Half of them were just going to talk about job opportunities. Some of them, they said, you're late. They need you there now. And it was at a specific place across campus. Some of them, they said, you got plenty of time. You need to go, but don't rush. On the way between where their meeting was and where they were supposedly going to speak, They had set up a good Samaritan scene. There was a guy slumped over. He was poorly dressed, had his head down, eyes closed, not moving, but when they walked by, he would cough and he would moan and groan. Did these guys have hearts wide open? Or girls could be women too. Remember, these were seminary students. So like the priests, they should love God. They should know God's word. They should love people and they should want to serve God and people. The results were this, 40% of the guys, the seminary students offered to help. Those that were not in a hurry, 63% of them offered to help. Those that were told you need to be there now, 10% of them offered to help. Some of them even stepped over the person on their way. So the conclusion is this, if we're hurried and overbooked, we're missing a lot of people that God has probably put in our path because we don't notice them, we're too busy. I mean, I go to Walmart and I am focused. <laughs> on my day off, it's just last week, or a week and a half ago, on my day off, when I go to Walmart and I'm not in such a rush, I, I went to the cake decorating aisle, which I rarely go to, and there was a young lady there, and I said, hello, how are you doing? 30 minutes later, I knew many, many horrible things she was dealing with. and it was pretty much, I just said, hello, how are you? And, and she told me a bunch of stuff that she was dealing with. And so then I was able to pray with her and encourage her. She said she had a faith family and I encouraged her to make sure she's in the word and living for Jesus and all that. Last Thursday day, I had just finished work and I went, um, walking at LA Can Garden. God put another beautiful roadblock in my way, a person walking. And, She just looked very distraught. And so I prayed about it. Lord, am I supposed to talk to her? And so I went up and asked her how she was. And 20 minutes later, I knew this horrible, shocking thing that she was going through. And I was able to pray with her and encourage her. And I know if I had more time, I could be doing that for a lot more people. But so many times, I am overbooked. None of us can help everybody. Even Jesus walked away from the crowd sometimes and spent time with the Father and spent time resting. So we can't help everyone, but we do need to challenge ourselves. I want to challenge everyone, including me, leave some margin in your schedule. Leave some room and ask the Holy Spirit to guide your steps. Get up every morning and remind yourself you are now entering your mission field. Have an available and a willing heart. You know, there some people don't want to be bothered. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want your time. Don't bother those people. Just ask them. And if they say no, then move on. And if you feel like you need to, you just pray for them on your way. But let's not be, you know, let's not uh, force ourselves on anyone. <laughs> ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. In my Esperanza adventure, I had asked God to send me to the fruitful places. God wanted me to be the fruitful place. God wants each one of you to be the fruitful place. He wants us to have our heart wide open listening for what he wants us to do. We need to be spending time in God's word and in prayer. We've got to fill ourselves up with him so that we can share Jesus with whoever he puts in our path. Seeking and telling the lost about Jesus and doing unto the least of these. Consider this: when you leave your home, do you ever? And I just want you to think about this. Am I? Do you ever think, am I am now entering my mission field? I I need to remind myself of that on a daily basis. Do you ever look around for somebody who may be your mission for the day that God gave you? Do you ever ask the Holy Spirit to show you somebody that you can help? Here's a good one. Do you ever see somebody and you feel like you should go speak to them, but then you talk yourself out of it? I've done that. Ah, they don't want to be bothered. Or, oh, my word, that is just too much. I can't help. That's just too much for me to help. Um, That's what I thought about Esperanza and the Holy Spirit just helped me so much that day and guided me through it step by step. I didn't have the whole plan laid out before me, but boy, I was sure seeking him that day. What am I supposed to do next? And he walked me through the whole thing and gave me everything I needed and then gave Esperanza what she needed. So in closing, I encourage you and me, listen, let's, let's listen and obey. Let's be bold and courageous. Let's not allow fear Or intimidation to stop us if we feel like the Holy Spirit's telling us to do something. Let's be wise and win souls. Let's go make disciples as we are commanded to do. Let's go do unto the least of these. Let's have hearts wide open. Everybody stand and I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. In Jesus' name I ask, Lord, that you would help us. Help us to be bold and courageous. Help us to obey your commands and not allow fear to stop us. Help us to bring more and more souls to your kingdom. Help us to be generous with our knowledge of Jesus, with our time, with our resources. Remind us of these things every day. And Lord, help us to just... I would love it, God, if each of us would begin bringing even one person a month to church. Think how exponentially this church would grow and how many more lives would come to the kingdom if we would do that. Lord, I love you and I praise you and I bless you, God, and I pray that you'll just help us. In Jesus' holy name, amen.
2: We sure
0: hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCACHurch.com
2: and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.